I do dig the uh, the sort of Atreides kind of vibe t-shirt. It's I can yeah, it's it's color. whole Dune. It's, yeah, I, I don't know if you can see it, but it's like it's it's the, the shirt that I asked you if if you were the one if who sent I it. I know. To me. <laughs> do you still not know who sent it? No, I know who sent it, and that's actually my fellow Aussie friend from work. Yeah, yeah, he sent it to me along with a, a Dune mug. Um, so I, I spoke with him and I told him that I'm a little, you know, on the downside of life. And he decided to lift my spirit and he bought me this shirt and he just oh. he completely forgot to mention it. <laughs> so when I was doing the research on who could have bought me this shirt, I, I finally asked him and he's like, yeah, I'm glad you like it. I'm like, well, oh my God. <laughs> we're all loving you. We're all loving John as well for that. Yes. Very, very generous act. Um, and once again, I think that something has, even though times might be a bit down, um, what we're seeing is, I just think you found it. Like, this is you. Like, that that hair just really suits. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel so great. I, like, <laughs> this is what I really was, that's what I was looking for, so. Very, very glad. And you have a very fancy Not headset, it. too. Um, uh, it's my do, work thing. <laughs> it's your work thing, but it also could function within the Dune universe as like an Onothopter headset. Exactly. I was going for that. Excellent. Excellent. You do need to flow with the process, Julia. You can't fight it. Yes. You gotta, you gotta let yourself be carried by that. Amazing. I actually, I watched it again recently. It's now my, like, yeah, I think we touched on it. It's a very, very easily rewatchable film how many times have you sort of watched it at home just like thrown it on is that kind of something you do like five or six times okay. <laughs> so yeah like yeah I, I find it really comforting too so yeah I'm totally about it. and you know and anxiety is a weird thing that whenever you see something that you've seen already it's it's really calming you down so yeah. that's just think- science I agree. And I think I need to actually put something because it seems like we're on the same wavelength with that. Um, I might even put something in the description. So, and I like that you've, you've brought it up. So I, I know that I'm not like bringing it up without covering it. So you sort of mentioned um, just, it's not, it's not even like, I don't know if it's like anxiety awareness month or whatever, but I myself, it's one of the things that um, Julia and I like email about and riff about behind the scenes. It's a real thing and it tends to be, um, uh, you know, not to project too much, but there's a sense that it's like, oh, well, you're anxious, get over it kind of thing. Or it's like, like it's a cold almost like, okay, well, drink some water. <laughs> Don't be foot, sad. Foot yeah. Which yeah. is um, very counterintuitive. I, I, what I do understand with like stuff like, for example, with depression, it's, there's a, um, uh, there's a sense that if you, like it's the, you know, I, I used to have OCD back in the day. And if you, yeah, I, I I understand that like if you give certain things too much power, then then they can become like a personality trait, and then you have too many people and like you know indulging that and walking eggshells around that. Where I, I do realize that at a certain point with both anxiety and depression, there's a there's a moment where you say, okay, this isn't like it's what I'm moving through, but it's something you you move through like that part of the litany. It's like passes through you, and you aren't that thing because a lot of people get very anxious anxious <laughs> and sad and depressed <laughs> over the fact that they are that and people can sometimes actually be like a loop to that but i find that if you say i'm the thing i'm the vessel through which this is passing through then you don't have to feel feel like you are depression you are depressed you know you are 
Yeah. Or you're 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 not you're not anxiety. You're you're anxious, and that is a temporary thing. And you might be like, this is an interesting thing to begin a show with. But I think we should always <laughs> always check in with ourselves as human beings before Absolutely. we dive dive into all this lovely escapism stuff. So glad to have someone of that same like mind with me on the show today. today. Always happy to be here. You know, it's um it's one of the things that actually helps me get through this space in life yeah. when I don't feel particularly well about myself and then you text me like hey look you know a great comfort and great joy in though I'm that's glad. amazing but yeah and anxiety is is um is a bitch <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say you. it like this but um it's 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 true but like you're saying it's not something that defines you mm-hmm. um it's there it's mm-hmm. part of you but it's not you so that's important so thing to remember so to everyone tuning in, which, uh, you know, you don't want to generalize, but I've found all walks of life of people listening to podcasts, but they are, they tend to be one of the best friends of introverts because it's like having that friend energy, but without, without any of the IRL kind of aspects oh, yeah. of like needing <laughs> to talk to people. So it's almost like vicarious friendship having, I suppose. I'm lucky enough to have like a real deal solid like pal in yourself, like actually on the podcast. And then, so that's how the two words, worlds can kind of marry, which is great. Um, but uh, I, I, I dare say that there's probably a fair few people, if they're tuning into this, who maybe might have a bit of an introverted side, bit of a internalizing where you're at sort of side. And the fact that I'm completely unprompted, it's not, again, it's not anxiety week, it's not anxiety day, but uh, yeah, to, to sort of just figured we'd do a little signal boost to that because it's stuff we're both moving through for various different reasons. If you want, Julia, yeah, like we can, and I'm going to be doing some finagly editing and stuff, but um, we, can, <laughs> we can we can riff about stuff after the show. How about that? Yes, absolutely. Because real friendship isn't just about like, you know, those friends that are like, oh, oh actually you had real life stuff to discuss. I'm not interested in that. I just want to talk movies, talk surface stuff. And, you know, those kinds of friends. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, I do, I do. It's like, mm, no, like, thank you, next. <laughs> thank you, next. <laughs> okay, well, um, so we spoke on the podcast on the last episode, episode nine, um, about the upcoming filming, you know, at, at then at the time. I don't think a couple of the big ones, you know, uh you know recent announcements i mean i've heard all kinds of podcasts which say like oh it's been a while and i have to catch up on the news stop right there listener thinking back because we're gonna have some atypical takes on some of this stuff i've got some stuff in the in the chamber for all three of the kind of main announcements which is florence Pugh as irulan um christopher walken as the emperor padisha emperor and Austin Butler as Phaedra Arthur. Got a lot of risks there and lots of tangents we can go on mm-hmm. with those. Um, but Julia, you mentioned stuff recently, but give me that span, span of time since we last spoke. How has life been and how does today find you? Um, today is actually pretty pretty damn good. It's a beautiful weather here in, in Poland. Um, I'm going to meet my family later for a speedway match. Oh. So that's that's awesome yeah we're big time speedway fans um so this is gonna be good since the last time we spoke um life is you know ups and downs mm-hmm. uh sadly lots of downs lately but it's now coming up um i always keep remembering the the talk we had back in december 
um, about life and everything that was happening in my life back then and how you just effortlessly pushed Aww. me towards the, the good side and the spring. So it, it was middle of the winter and I was like feeling so energetic, like I'm usually feeling in spring. So I, I'm I just, happy to do whenever that I feel anytime, down, I, anytime you need, you know that, right? Like, you know, I, I, I know, I know. And I'm using it so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but 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 yeah, it's um it's been challenging at work a little bit, but it's I think I'm slowly getting the fruits of it. So and I have so much to look forward to. I have so many concerts, so many. I'm just living from what in, in yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really like you know I, I I don't dwell on those downs too much. I, I know there are will be there and it's gonna happen. Um, but it's just. A, like you said, a temporary thing. It, mm. It's a phase, and I'm just, you know, they're flowing through me like everything else. So, well, With, I, and it's, it's it's such a simple realization, you know, like you know it. It's so mm-hmm. obvious, but you, yeah. sometimes you just need to hear it out loud to make sense out of it. So, you've and here's the thing: there's Ray also does this where because there's such an inherent proactivity, such a self sufficiency, which was one of the main things I told you back then, which is like that goddess energy like that that actual complete unto herself kind of energy which i both of you exemplify in your own way that is what leads me to say well in many ways it's honestly like you just you're there i'm just bearing witness and then occasionally holding a mirror up to stuff that you're already doing already realizations you're already having and um that just yeah like it's it's really happening and it and Again, we'd like to Trojan horse some of this stuff across all the different shows, which is in the midst of enjoying this fun entertainment stuff. Um, you know, everything is enhanced when you, you're you all sorted and you're keeping yourself near and, and having those those important dialogues and stuff. And sorry, but like Ray and I just had a very interesting conversation about the Harkonnens that was framed within like the subjects of like shame and the subjects of like repressed stuff. So mm-hmm. you might, it, it might seem weirdly surface level incompatible, but diving into like self dialogue and like keeping oneself near and, and, and even a bit of psychology, a bit of symbolism, a bit of mindfulness, like it weirdly, like not even weirdly, like it, it's, it very much like adds to your appreciation of some of this, like, you know, stuff in fantasy and escapism and stuff, because you're bringing that sensibility and that, that level to which you've acquainted yourself with your own self, you're bringing that to looking at the characters and, and, and getting the most out of them. And that dimensionalization, you're not just thinking like bad guy, good guy, you know, I'm doing, we're going to do some Lord of the Rings stuff. One of the things I was hearing about, was the different shades i know right we have to it's going to be fun i know right and you're also wearing fellowship green there. <laughs> I, I get it and there's some connective tissue between dune and, and lord of the rings anyway but um his thing was uh yeah one of the things i was listening to in this like preparing of recording this is uh characters with different shades of good never evil you know because every mm-hmm. villain is the hero of their own story um and i basically told her there's some of the brian you know the brian herbert stuff but Vladimir's story is can and I hope that Villeneuve doesn't completely go villainous and it's funny like people there's, there's some there's some attitudes about the latter stuff but the stuff that I read about have you are you mostly across some of the, the Brian kind of Herbert stuff with um with in, in particular yeah, yeah yeah I have I have some I have some of them yeah well, all I'll say is that that history let's just put it that way for people who haven't the history between um vladimir and and helen right like i mean it's 
and no wonder he has this relationship with like shame and then aggression and anger and, and also eating like yeah it's there's a there's a sense of sh- lots of shame there but then that shame is projected as like vicious mm-hmm. violent sociopathic you know so it's it's an interesting texture to yeah texture is like what else is there to life julia Te- you know it, Vill- Villeneuve <laughs> said it, it's like this story i mean like this he says this story takes its identity and its details and i think that applies for life too yeah um, absolutely i mean um I like to take things personal in movies. It's it's easier for me to relate if I can find, oh, well, this person in the movie reminds me of someone I know, like some bits of pe- and pieces of that person, and I can just put them together in, like, in my life. I'm not saying my life is a movie. Maybe one day, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it, for me, it's such a big fan to um, to find those pieces in 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 movies, in in books, and music that I can relate to, you know. And that's how I have my blog as well. It's so personal. I I am not uh, objective. I'm. It's everything I write there is Great. going from my heart. So, yeah. I find to I find those things that I think are important for me as a person. And you know, every villain has a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's super sad. I like those origin stories of villains. I love them um, because you get to know what's going on and why it happened. And this question of why is so important, you know. And sadly, we in, in all those movies, like we're sometimes thrown in the middle of the story for, from from the villain po- point of view, you know. So, like getting to know the history behind Harkonnen and how he was was and what made him become this way mm-hmm. it's so fascinating and i think mm. you know Absolutely. getting the the full picture and getting all those tiny pieces together really sad because movies would be so damn long if we would get into every backstory into every origin story you know mm. um Sadly, a series of four, you know, the sisterhood. Maybe yeah. there'll be there'll be more to fill it in, you know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I was speaking earlier today for some Avatar stuff, and one of the things that my guest there, um, Jeff, he he, uh, we were talking about sequels, and we were talking about the. Uh, I don't want to hype it up too much, Julia, but we 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 hit on something. Um, with the subject of sequels and especially sequels that are um, really powerful and that leave their own legacies, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and in, in this instance, we were talking about aliens and Empire Strikes Back and, you know, Dune part two is going to be its own sequel. There was a thread that I just, as he was speaking, I just realized I made a connection. All of these amazingly well done sequels, the ones that actually go on to sometimes even arguably have a more of a legacy that eclipses you know, mm-hmm. we we actually think of I am your father. I would say we think of I am your father even more than may the force be with you, potentially, because you, you're removing, you're going straight to that universal of the father and the force thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, it just, that's what it feels like in, in, intuitively. And then when I think of Terminator, you know, um, Hasta La Vista, that's from the second film, mm-hmm. you know. And then for Aliens, you know, the first one, sure, it has that tagline, no one can hear you scream, but the, the, in terms of a quote, it's from Aliens, it's get away from her, you bitch, you know? Right? Yeah. Um, 
And in all of these films, the connective tissue is that all three of those films, it's about a deepening of the aspect of family and the deepening. So in each of these instances, obviously, we see more. We see the 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 backstory. The in in fact, even a bit of pathos, a bit of pity we might have just seeing the back of Vader's scarred head mm-hmm. in Empire Strikes Back. And then with Aliens, it's you know finding this motherhood side to Ripley, which we see that she cares for yeah. her crew in the first one, but that motherhood angle is explored, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the in the film extensively. And then obviously Terminator, it's just about you know a guy. It's like almost almost like a boy and his beast kind of thing. There's a connection that is made between the kid and then the kid kind of rises up. So we were just in that recording earlier today, we were talking about how because Cameron is making the future films more about family and like that, that mm-hmm. universal, that universal, like it's impossible not to be able to relate to family in that way. And yeah. so I'm stoked about seeing, like, as you say, as you put it so eloquently, it's uh, the backstory, a little bit of that backstory for Harkonnen so that we can get a bit more, yeah, bigger picture of what's behind this man who is so, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's like the Gus Fring, all like villains, just to see how they got that way is always so interesting, and why he 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 just is so. I mean, he just he rips like you his head off, like he's just, you know. Shout out mm-hmm. to to Stellan. I mean, I want to get Stellan on the show someday. He seems like <laughs> he's cool. Yeah, he's absolutely, cool. absolutely. I I agree, and um, you know villains are very interesting you know sometimes you root for them and that's and and then you feel this inside like should i root for this person like they're bad but what (laughs) made them bad you know um so i had this discussion at work like the villains we root for and um we talked about all of them and but to to get back to for for nolan's trilogy the dark Mm -hmm. knight okay you actually talk more about the Dark Knight Rises rather than Batman Begins, because Batman Begins was a typical, you know, setup of the story. Mm-hmm. We had the the backstory of the good guy. We had the uh, League of Shadows and and stuff. And oh slowly... yeah, the Dark Knight. Yes, that's right. Yeah. that's another yeah. one of those se- like sequels that surpassed the original. Very good. Exactly, and and you know, you quote more often why so serious instead of yeah. why do we fall. So yeah. it's um uh, it's like the second perfect example I I could think of. But oh, yeah, yeah, um we. <laughs> Thank you. It's Nolan. I had to. Um, but with Dune Part Two, I'm I'm really really interested to see because I read an article where Javier Bardem said in an interview that. He- oh wow! Hey Julia, your connection is so fragmented. That makes me sad. No, that's okay. Um, that's crazy. I wonder if. I- yeah, it's all like super smooth. Not up. because of the plot or the script, because well, but you know what? I'm gonna take you downstairs. Oh, <laughs> where excellent! I have better yes, connection, so we're gonna take this show on the road. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'm gonna show I'm gonna road. take you on the road. A little, oh my god! You know, you can see my house. <laughs> wow! I'll just pretend. I'll pretend I'm downstairs. reacting. Downstairs, yeah. Oh. Oh. But you know, for um, Lord of the Rings show, look at this. <gasps> I got this as a gift. I know, I know. I got this as a gift um, for, I think wow. it was my birthday from my friend. And yeah, so. Uh, so that, okay, that to the it. listeners, and I hope I'm not overstepping here, please again, at all times with all Topic Podcast Network stuff, it's always completely zero pressure. It's just hanging out. But Julia, you know, September, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk some of the Lord of the Rings, right? That's going to yes, be Yes, cool. absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. 
So mini tangent, because we do this on other shows, is like we like to kind of see who each person, each of us could be in universe. Um, I think I said like there's some Kaladan vibes or some Kaitan vibes to you. I think you definitely have that nobility thing. I don't see you as someone like hard scrabble kind of like smuggler kind of thing. You could be, but you could be in disguise. But for um, there's elfish, definitely, definitely some elvish for you. For yeah, those vibes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. Although cool. I see myself in Dune as a Fremen instead of you know. Oh, you and, do? Uh, okay. Yeah, like I don't know why, but like I could be that silent oh, assassin yeah? kind of fighter type. <gasps> well, but, I'm you sorry, know that's. No, no, I didn't mean to interrupt. All I was going to say is the first time I met you, you had the mask, and so you are a Fremen, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, we met in a tram. But, oh, that was amazing. <laughs> so, unintentionally. Completely unintentionally. Right. That is right indeed. Um, the Tangent Taking Network. I like it. So, but yes, we were um, we were talking about... Uh, well, actually, I do have my, my, core, my core pillars of what we were going to dive into. But mm-hmm. unless you wanted to add anything further to what we were just talking about, I can pivot towards these new areas if you want pivot away my friend pivot, pivot away. away cut to david schwimmer okay there you go <laughs> pivot yeah so why my question is has there been someone who has at least done the logo of friends but fremen <laughs> that, yeah for sure there was something like that like internet is merciless for sure <laughs> and Okay, Julie, I make a promise to you, if I find that shirt, now that's a shirt I'll send you. <laughs> happy happy birthday. And it will yeah. just be the whole cast of friends, but dressed with still suits with the blue glowing oh, eyes. Oh, yeah. And well, it'll be Fremen. <laughs> they did something like with a poster of Dune, but instead yeah. of Dune, it was How You Dune, like how, with oh, Joey. Okay. Yeah, how you and, they, yeah. And, they, and they photoshopped uh, Joey into every single character. That was so funny. <laughs> All right, cut to all of that later, Albert, in your editing, definitely. <laughs> um, so we have our rough kind of three three pillars, mm-hmm. and we're going to go on all kinds of tangents from there. Um, I'm, I'm exercising some restraint to not just want to, because I posted onto the Instagram, someone did an amazing digital painting, which made me desperately want, again, as we talk about every episode now, the open world, open, open planet Arrakis RPG, Mm-hmm. You know, who want, who doesn't want to have that skill tree? And then, like, in the top right of the skill tree, it's, like, worm riding. You know what I mean? Yes. Motherfucker. Oh, like, yes. That would be just... just oh. Wow. All right. So I'm, I'm glad that we're on that same page. But let us begin. Ladies first, Florence Pugh as Princess Irulan, who is huge in the book. Like, massive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, massive. And yeah, go, go, go. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm super happy that it's Florence. She's mm-hmm. one of the, in my opinion, one of the most interesting young actresses out there. You know, there's Zendaya, there is Florence Pugh, and there's Sosha Ronan that I also like. Um, but Florence Pugh made such a good impression on me in her in her movies. You know, um, Midsommar, uh, even Little Women. You know, mm-hmm. but also in Marvel, she did a great job. And I was thinking, yeah. That might be my princess, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really happy. And I know that she has a good chemistry with uh, Timothy. So yeah. that might be very interesting to see how she approaches this role, you know, mm-hmm. um, of being actually 
the lawfully wedded wife. <laughs> but not the way. full connection. That's right. Exactly. That like, yeah. So, and that's very interesting because obviously they had, they have chemistry on and off screen. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how he has to, you know, shut it all down mm-hmm. and go through with Zendaya, which I, I assume is not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really, really happy and very curious to see that. And um, I think Florence is, I didn't see that one coming, to be honest. I was thinking mm-hmm. they will go more into Anya Taylor-Joy okay. um, because she also gives this royal kind of vibe for me. Um, but I'm really happy that in the end they chose uh, Florence because I have my eye on her and she's going to also star in the movie with uh, Harry Styles, Don't Worry Darling. Oh, and okay. I saw the trailer and it's so creepy and so disturbing. I can't wait to see it, really. So so overall, I'm, I'm very happy that she's going to do it. Um, and I have a full confidence that she will she will nail it. I dig it. Amazing. Really good take. My angle is especially because you mentioned Midsommar, that's the main Florence Pugh performance. Mm-hmm. Florence performance. Uh, Florence Pugh, um, I would say showcase, honestly. I mean, she goes through pretty much every human emotion in that, including yes. Spice Delirium. You know, she, she literally trips out in that movie. So I can imagine, you know, you always wonder, like, what's the movie that made that director want to pick that? I yes. certainly think it was Midsommar in Denis Villeneuve's case because... In that story, we're getting, you know, three, two, one spoilers. I guess I already did with that, talking about the trip trip out sequence. But um, the boyfriend of Florence <laughs> in that, um, you know, film, mm-hmm. the whole thing is this extremely nightmarish breakup, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and otherworldly. And the takeaway there for me was... So this is a woman who carries herself throughout that story as someone who's like on the outside of, of this, of this relationship almost because, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's what the airline is. She's on the outside of Paul and Chani definitionally. And that's something that's yes. established very early on between her and Paul. It's like, this is literally just so that our houses can merge. There's nothing else no romantic component, whatever, maybe tiring children or whatever, which to me, that whole medieval thing of like being able to separate, like what, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like having kids, like getting intimate. And then like, I don't actually love you. I just want to have kids with you. What? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) but it's futile. It's, it's medieval. It's, it's purposefully done, you know? And that scene actually jumped out at me uh, when we rewatched it, uh, when I rewatched it um, uh, of him talking about like, you know, talking straight to Sharon Duncan Brewster's kinds about, you know, marrying the houses and, and like bringing peace instead of this thing of, you know, Hans Carino wiping out, um, you know, the, the Atreides line, which is a really intense thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that, you know, George R. R. Martin explored that with like lots of his stuff with betrayal or whatever, like wiping out the house of Stark or wiping out, you know, that's sort of established there and it is compelling, but I, I do like that, um, that things took that direction. And then that's where, you know, Ireland's going to feature in this. Okay. Well, now that we're in this really tenuous space where he's aware of the betrayal of the emperor, but it's an enormously mature. This is one of the examples of the tangents from this subject, how insanely mm-hmm. like foreseeing and like very mature of it is he to be like, okay, you tried to kill me. Interesting to keep things stable. Let's, join our houses like yeah that's 
Yeah. I actually quite like how Paul is this, uh, like, other, I mean, there's rationale for it. There's the Bene Gesserit. There's all of that. It's it's never deus ex just to make the, the you know, the, the young strapping white guy, the the hero. I mean, he even expresses resentment towards it. He doesn't want it. And I really think that's going to be a meta thing. I think Tim is a very discerning actor. I think he's drawn to that meta aspect of like, I don't want to be a white savior. I don't want to be this thing. And mm-hmm. in those scenes where he rejects it and says that he hates it and that, like he hates being having, made, having been made a freak by the Bene Gesserit. I find that interesting, but how how is that going to work with 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 Irulan? Like, because she writes the, this book li- later, like the teachings. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's that's going to be so interesting because clearly uh, you can get the vibe that she's very much in love with him. Like, she sees more than just political reasons for marrying him, mm-hmm. and that from one side that makes me kind of feel for her. But then yeah. again, uh, there is this true connection between Paul and Chani, so. Um, that that yet again, yet another thing that you can relate in your own life. And I, mm. I mean, half of us were in this situation. Oh yeah, um, this kind of <laughs> love, love triangle thing. Um, yeah, she loves so, her, but I want her, but he wants me. Yeah, it's like you know, you know it, it's and it's so like. Luckily enough, we live in a world that we don't. We are well, hopefully we're not with people because it's the right thing to do for someone else. You know. Um, we are with them because we love them, right? Mm. Not because, oh, my mom liked this guy. Okay, I should be with him, right? So <laughs> yeah. it, it's not the, the kind of reason. So I'm very, very, you know, curious um, on how Denis will approach this because it is it is an integral part of the story. And, you know, it's really skating on thin ice, this this, this situation, because we know what happens in in the Dune Messiah, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 very very curious, but I think Florence and her previous performances really it's the best testimony to mm-hmm. what she can do, and I, I'm really confident she will mm-hmm. she will nail it. Yeah, yeah. And then another thing I had uh, Ray and I were riffing about it the 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 intentional physical difference. In just height, like like Zendaya tall, Florence shorter, you know, and then just like in terms of just because it's 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 a you know cinematic visual medium, you you want to communicate certain things just with the casting, just that's how you know casting directors and and directors and and yeah, I guess writers to some extent is uh, it's like if you get the right person, there's a lot less work to do because then they just embody that, and mm-hmm. I think um, the very fact that I don't know. If Oh, I can't remember if they share too many scenes, you know, Chani and and uh, and Irulan, but um, that'll be very interesting to see. But. Well, not in the first part in in the book. I think it, they had more scenes together in in Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, which, hopefully, which Denis Denis wants he, to do yeah. exactly. So there we go. I mean, yes. Okay, so Julia, you're basically saying that episode fifty live on the we'll have <laughs> we will have more, maybe episode hundred. Live. No, come on. Let's go fifty. Fifty. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it being. being... You know what? No, No, I would be like twenty-two. Okay. So in twelve episodes, we can do it. I think. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, let's see. Yes. No. My thing was going to be we (laughs) we we're at that premiere of Dune Messiah, the third film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're talking to. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then, now the the promises be. Did you say that you're about to turn twenty two? Was I getting what? <laughs> no, no, no. Episode twenty two. <laughs> Episode twenty two. I was like, oh, uh, I gotta get no, ready for your uh, birthday no. all of a sudden. No, you do, no, you no. could 
that's kind of I don't know like people especially when they take care of themselves you don't know how old they are you could be I don't know you could be whatever you know anyway well I'm a little more than 22 <laughs> okay all right excellent and I'm a little I'm a little 33 I'm a tiny bit 33 <laughs> I'm a tiny bit 29, so we're yeah, almost there. Yeah. See, now I see that. That's a lie, though. It probably is. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Anyway, so that's Florence Pugh, everybody. Hope you've been, as you, as we've been saying some of these things, especially talking about that Midsommar stuff, the, you know, I always love re-watching some of these. Like, and I will. I'm definitely going to check out some of these films. I'm going to check out, this leads us to our second, which is Elvis with Austin Butler as Fade Rautha, um, mm. to see the film from which they were hired, or at least that, or yes. that you can imagine, at least until it's confirmed in behind mm. the scenes, which time to make a gigantic pivot <clears throat> into, into the Blu-ray features. Where are they? Where's the- Exactly. Where's, where's the, the director's cut? Why, why we need it? The four disc, you know, ready? I'll try and do an impression. You know how Peter Jackson at the start of the, you know, special edition DVDs. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, what, what you're listening to is the introduction of disc one, you know, and disc two, disc three. And it's like, give me that. Where's yes. that for Dune? Yeah. It's like, hello, everybody. You know, this is uh, disc one of disc three. Of, uh, uh, we would be examining each uh, component of the oh. making. How yes. good would that be? Oh, yeah, or God. the commentary throughout the film. I would love that. I would love like Denis walking us through every single scene with, oh, yes. Yes. There are, I... Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're on that same page. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would then bore my entire family to death with this. Like, I'm sorry, if you love me, you're watching this with me. Otherwise, yeah. you know. Yeah. With the commentary. And we have to Absolutely. Make... <laughs> Thing is, Shai Hulud, let's talk about Shai Hulud cookies for a second. They would be very easy to make. They're circles. Yes. Look, it's yes. literally right there. You know what, what we're talking about? It's just about? the frosting. It's just yeah. the frosting, you know? That's super... Frosting. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little, you know, and you could do little stri stripes of, like, iced sugar, and then in the middle, it's just, like, in the middle here, Albert, geez, coordination. Um, just cinnamon for spice, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, right. you know what? I have a couple of days off next week. Maybe, maybe that sounds like a plan. Okay, I have to do my reaction face to hearing that you're going to do some <laughs> dune-based cooking. Yes. Surprise. <laughs> now I'm going to put that. I don't, I'm still figuring out thumbnails. I, I tried. If you go to the Avatar one, I did. Um, I finally think understood the language of thumbnails. It's you have to say something that makes People makes you want to click. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's usually a human face and then like a couple words. And uh -huh. one thing I kept coming back to with the Avatar trailer is like it was a very relaxing trailer. So I put me going like. As as mm. meat, as meat, what's his name? Papa Meat. He says it's called the soy boy face, the soy face. <laughs> and it's, it's and he's like, I hate doing it. We all hate doing it, but we have to do it because it's fucking YouTube. So it's like, yeah, that's speaking the language of YouTube thumbnails. So I might oh, yeah. put for this one. I might be like, I'll take one of your quotes about like, you know what? I'm gonna do some dune, <laughs> dune, cookies. dune based cookies. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, well now we've got to, we've got our snack plans sorted. I dig it. Um, but yes, Austin Butler, go for it. What do you I, reckon? And have you seen the well, Shannara Chronicles? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I've seen him in the, um, the Dead Don't Talk or something like that. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Um, I haven't seen Atlas yet. I'm waiting for it to be in our local cinemas. Um, but just by looking at his face, like I know it's so shallow, but like I I can see him doing that. Like mm-hmm. we all remember Sting, <laughs> and that was one of the best things that happened in pop culture ever. And mm-hmm. I will fight anyone who's disagreeing. Um, yeah. But I he has this um, determination in his look like if you see uh his pictures or even the trailer for Elvis it's he he's driven you know mm-hmm. and i think he will suit the character as well um he has a big shoes to fill not because of sting performance but because of how people are really expecting to see the great adversary you know so i think um there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. but i think it's kind of the person that thrives under pressure and he will just that will be a piece of cake you know a piece mm-hmm. of shy cake for him uh, to do it so yeah. i i'm i'm so excited like these three castings are spot on in my opinion but like florence Pugh, um we already talked about and austin butler i have high hopes and mm-hmm. i have high expectations but i feel weirdly calm that he will just effortlessly make it happen mm-hmm. All kinds of that's amazing. Again, once again, very eloquently phrased. Twin Peaks Cafe, everybody, just go listen. <laughs> Twin Peaks Cafe, you're looking at Twin Peaks Topic Podcast Network, actual kindred, you know, in uh, in the same space, like these nexuses of all these different amazing oh, yeah. subject matters. So lots of love right there. Boom to you, Julia. Boom. Love all you. right. Okay. Right back. Right back. I love you too. So I. See, that's that's funny. With Austin, I um, okay. Oh, so I saw Shannara Chronicles, mm-hmm. which, as you can tell by my my, it was it wasn't the best. It kind of had some Aragon vibes. And look, I even like Aragon. I suppose, like I I I wouldn't mind you know checking out Aragon. But that was my first encounter point with him, and he has like elf ears and stuff. And it, you know, John Favreau was involved, and there was even John Rice Davies, um. So there was, there was some, I guess, and there was clearly a lot of effort put into like certain aspects of the production. So a lot of love there, but, um, but overall, yeah, that was, that was that once upon a time. Yeah. I could see again, that psycho. It's funny. He's wearing, he's holding it. He's doing some knife stuff in once upon a time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Once again, these little kind of, you know, little hints of what was, what did Villeneuve, you know, what, what clicked for him? Mm-hmm. But um, I also love that there's that, not that he could have known, maybe he's aware because he was making this film at the same time. He's like, oh, I hear that. I hear that Austin is being in consideration for Elvis. Well, then there's a connection mm-hmm. to, to Sting there because of the musical kind of thing. Exactly. Um, uh, but when you uh, when you said that, yeah, when you said that thing about his ad- knowing his adversary, like just that word, that adversary, I... I had a such a specific flash, my friend, of like the trailer of part two. And there was, it reminds me of um, the one, the, the kind of shot that I have in mind, hypothetical again. We have no idea how they're going to cut this. But, you know, the Force Awakens, that mm-hmm. shot of Kylo Ren with his, with his saber out, you know? Oh, I have goosebumps. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I know. And just that idea of the end of this part two trailer being that fight between mm-hmm. Paul and fate. And then we just say fate, like Austin's arm out with his, with his dagger. Well, 
yeah. you know, we're going to go back to this moment on this episode mm-hmm. when they will release trailer uh, for part two. And we're going to see if you're right. I think that mm-hmm. this might be possible. And if they don't know how to do it, they should listen. And then oh. there you go. Okay. So trailer editors, if uh, you know from, I guess, <laughs> Just you know, saying, that's a great idea, you know? Okay. Well, that's another tangent. I, I, I sometimes can't help myself with these, uh, with these ideas of how, how, how you could, what would a compelling first trailer for part two be? What would it be for you? Yeah. What could you imagine? I mean, we've seen enough. We're in this, we're active in the space topic podcast network, Twin Peaks Cafe. What makes an amazing trailer for you? And what, what, what would you see maybe as the opening shot of a, an effective, amazing part two trailer? Uh, you, know? you know, that's funny. You should mention that because like a couple of weeks back, I wrote a piece on Twin Peaks Cafe about trailers and how mm-hmm. are they important. And I made a list of my favorite trailers and obviously Dune is there. Um, I think I'm, very fond of teasers as well so not fully trailers but just those like 20 seconds of what's coming you know and i think the the great opening for me would be just fight right there like boom from the start you just Just go into it yeah and it's like just shiny narrating like she did in or maybe uh florence uh, Florence you doing the narration like one of the sayings or something like from her book that and just like you know on how great paul is as a leader and how people believe in him and everything is going to change and then you have the fight Mm. so you have the two contradicting things oh i just have goosebumps yeah um, see it's it's fun (laughs) to do that Mm -hmm. would work on me absolutely yeah okay that's really rad you know what would be great is because i don't know it's it's very tight but i know that they're filming next month but also san diego comic cons next month it's probably way too much to ask that they would have anything to show obviously because it's like they'll only have been filming for for a week but it would bring the house down certainly if they decided to do that you know yeah or you know they could use scenes from part one and just Mm -hmm. have some phrases from the second part of the book you know whoever is doing the audio you know over Mm -hmm. so you just never know but oh yeah so many great things yeah oh well this almost leads me to my third imagine a trailer where we know that christopher walken has a certain voice and a certain cadence Mm -hmm. but what would be so interesting is he knocks us like he knocks all doubts to the side with how he'll be able to bring this sort of emperor-like gravitas Mm -hmm. and we hear this voice and we can't quite place it we just hear this and he, and, he, and he goes for something. Like, usually Christopher, he's the, he sort of plays himself. But I wonder if he, he'll be emboldened by this opportunity to play this, like... I mean, Dali was, like, lined up to play this fucking uh-huh. character. Like, like truly one of the most epic characters in, in, in literature. I would say modern literature, at least. Yeah. And to just hear him going for something and, and just... It's because I do remember some of, like, that... Once again, like, the trailers that have really hit, hit me narration can can be very powerful and oh, i wonder yes. if if you know we we hear him addressing the events of the previous yeah art mm-hmm. and like you know yeah like the hearing the emperor's like reaction you know to yeah that would be that. also great like you know he trying to change the narrative of the war that's supposed to mm-hmm. liberate people and nations and making it like it's a treason and mm-hmm. that paul is a criminal or yeah that and with his voice like you said one of his best features mm-hmm. that would send shivers down on my spine for sure 
Because, because he exactly, he just evokes. He's like he's a handsome man, like, and the, and this the thing is, there's a line in the first one. He's like he's a jealous, dangerous man, you know. Mm-hmm. So once again, this a very effective, you know, preceed like, you know, the setting up of this of this, you know, figure that we haven't yeah. seen. And it's, once again, interestingly, with Empire Strikes Back, is we don't we hear about the Emperor in the first in Star Wars, but we don't see him until. Mm-hmm. A little bit in in part two. That's so. what most. That's the most scary thing. You know, you mm. hear about the danger, but you don't see it. It's mm. um, it keeps you on the edge. And we heard something about the emperor, like he gave over uh, Arrakis to um, Atreides. Yeah. But we, he's doing it behind the scenes. He doesn't have the guts to come over and just say it. You know. Mm-hmm. So we know that he's there and that he's pulling the strings. And then there's young Paul, who's even better uh, mm-hmm. as a leader. Um, and we just don't see it, you know. He knows that there is danger, but he doesn't know how it looks like and where it's coming from, you know. And that's the most scary thing. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, totally. That 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 sense of um, yeah. But basically, what I what I love is that this this big disruptive thing is happening, and then how does that affect the highest of the high and well, we do know, obviously, from people who know the story and, and read the book and stuff, but just to see how that'll be executed would be interesting. I just wanted to talk about, we haven't addressed, hasn't been cast, mm-hmm. but Alia, right? Yeah. Um, interesting. I, we, we, we still have I a was, bit of wiggle room. What do you think? I, I was thinking about it, and I'm, like, terrible at fan casting. I'm terrible. No, I don't know cool. who. And then people are like, this person should be casted. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, so I don't know. I, I really I didn't think about it, but I was thinking that they may may keep it a secret till the very end. You know, like like they did with a couple of things, and um, it will be hard to keep as a secret because there is like a year and four months till the mm-hmm. premiere, so mm-hmm. a lot of things can happen. But I think this might be electric news for some yeah. people. Just think about that. What that character does in this second part, assuming they want to keep it as two parts, I really hope they do keep their word with that, because Warner Brothers were burned when they did, you know, <laughs> make that Hobbit film three parts. Which, oh dear lord, that's why I'm glad they did it. It part one and two, and in the earliest, um, you know, discussions about June mm-hmm. part one, part two, like it part one, part two was talked about, even to the yes. point of the two being TWO, you know, <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> like it's, it's very much a parallel to that. And in this part, you know, once again, spoilers, if you haven't read the book, maybe just skip forward, maybe a minute or two, but <laughs> yeah, like Alia fucking kills the fucking Baron, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. So it's so it, fucking cool. It has to be something, it has to be someone like very, like a chameleon kind of, yeah actress i would say like someone who can be sweet as an angel but also like a devil mm-hmm. all the time so yeah. uh, there is a lot of uh, talented young actress out there but i just can't can't uh, figure it out cool. who could do it uh, i will think a... about it though i will think about it. do you have someone in mind i do but my arms keep disappearing on my zoom and i don't know what to do like no. see how see my t-shirt just cuts off my arms yeah it makes me sad <laughs> i have arms see look i'm a wounded oh, man that's okay. uh, you know the background thingy <laughs> yeah so i just wanted to just let people know about my pain <laughs> and just you know 
just share share my why woe. Anyway, yes, um, I think Timothy Chalamet's sister was was brought up interestingly, like she, right, mm-hmm. um, which would make sense. Um, I think obviously I think maybe Maisie Williams, but she's, she's a bit old. Obviously Maisie Williams, um, uh-huh. but you know what? For, for <laughs> I'm just thinking. Okay, so. It might be a bit too visually similar and a bit too like uh, on the nose, but the little girl playing young. Have you seen? By the way, have you seen Obi Wan? You've been watching Obi Wan. Yes, yes. Oh, good. Oh, yes. What do I you have. think? Could I? Yes. Would I be insane no, if I that, suggested no, that? No. No. See, now that you said it, I think it makes perfect <laughs> sense. She would be absolutely amazing. Mm. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, like little Benny Gesserit, little assassin. And by the yeah. time, you know, obviously by the time they, they've, you know, these kids, they, they sprout up pretty quickly. And um, I don't know what kind of schedule that they've got. Um, by the way, you know how they're like, they've been added to the cast. It's like, that's us knowing and finding this out, but they've been uh-huh. part of the cast forever. So I always find that funny in in, um, in headlines. It's like, you know, Christopher Walken joins the cast. Is like he has he was cast like months ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it's like um, public knows about it. So you know, FYI, that's right. totes absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, so. this this young one from Obi Wan would make total sense. And even like she's very young, obviously. But filming wouldn't start in like two or three years, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, so I I think. Mm-hmm. Between the I recordings, think, yeah. yeah, I can, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that totally. I can see that definitely. Yeah. Well, that's that's our main three there. Um, then I had a couple of extra little tidbits here, here and there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And as we've been going along, I've been thinking, thinking about directions. But I also, because you're my co-host, what did you want to explore in particular that has come up for you? Go for it. Well. To be honest, the casting was the only thing that w- was in my mind uh, mm-hmm. when we talked about it. I was really curious to see how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, and I still cannot shake the 2023, uh, you know, in terms of cinema in my head. We will have so many movies. Like, I cannot believe, like, Barbie, which I'm really not excited for, but it's <laughs> it's suppo- it's going to be a big blockbuster we gotta say that you know um they're gonna there's gonna be Oppenheimer which I'm obviously excited for you are and so Dune. we are so gonna talk about Oppenheimer Julia you oh the, the <laughs> night we will we will sync things up I did it for the Wizarding World <laughs> thing as soon as that trailer was done me and Las Marotto we got straight onto a zoom call I want to capture that pure like Julia right after watching a Nolan film energy and I want to just <sighs> <laughs> oh know, my right? god oh jesus that, that will be too much <laughs> no, it's cool and no, then you'll be I, yeah then you'll be able to look back on it it's like yeah that was like oh yes you know for sure okay yeah, yeah but that's but right I, 2023 I, yeah it's gonna be insane in in terms of movies coming out you know and um nolan has his conditions on how he wants to his movie to be at out there and i mm-hmm. totally understand it i totally get it um, he is at this point of his life and his career that he can demand some stuff and they make sense to me. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious because this will be mind blowing experience to have at the same year, we're going to have Dune part two. We're going to have Oppenheimer. We're going to have a couple of Marvel movies as well that can mm. blow, you know, away. 
um, and and Barbie and a couple of other stuff coming out. It's just mm-hmm. it's gonna be insanely good year for for cinema. You know, mm-hmm. not maybe in terms of how good these movies are, but just how big they are. You know, oh, yeah. and this is gonna be such a progress from let's say 2020 and 2021 when we had very good films but you know pandemic and the conditions and everything else like for me the 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 best example i can give you is wonder woman 1984 and the only way i could see it was on um on hbo max and it didn't make an impression on me at all Mm. like the only thing good about it was music and then (laughs) i watched it again and i watched it again and i slowly started seeing the pieces that i actually liked like um uh Pedro Pascal character was obviously very good but not maybe not necessarily well written but um this is something that wouldn't matter for me if I would see it in a big screen on cinema you know because that's just the impression the the effect that cinema has on you like it, it blasts away and mm-hmm. um recently I watched Top Gun 2 and oh, stop right now. It's one of the best fucking films ever. I love Let me that tell movie. you, let me tell you, I hated part one and I yeah. don't like Tom Cruise. It's like he's a not a great actor in my opinion. But so but <laughs> I know but right? I, I went to see part two with my girls and I was like, you know, I have no expectations whatsoever. Screw it. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. And like the first five minutes of this movie blew me away. I cried like five times. Know. You know, seeing Walt Kilmer on the screen just like broke me completely. Yeah. I was done. Like I was done. And I can't believe that Tom Cruise crying made me cry too. I know. I was like, dude. Yeah. No. Ray and I we what talk is about this. On? Is Tom is he is he has vanished into the movies. He's no longer like yes. I don't really vibe too much with Tom as a as a as like what his choices and stuff as a as a but as an actor, not even just overall, but just in his particular roles like Ethan yes. Hunt. Yes. Yeah, he was born to Maverick. play Ethan Hunt. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Maverick. Um you know, yeah, really moving, especially when there's that moment of reconciliation and, and forgiveness with Rooster, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so powerful. And but it wouldn't make such an impression on me if I was watching it at home, you know. Even oh, though yeah. I have a good TV, good sound system, and stuff, it just doesn't. No, it 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 takes away the experience, the the movie going experience that again Christopher Nolan is referring to when he you know is presenting his conditions like IMAX, hundred days in cinema you know, doing this and doing that, that all makes sense because he's doing movies and that's what Denis is doing as well. And David Lynch too, they are making movies for themselves. Mm-hmm. They are the biggest movie fans out there, you know, and that's what they're doing and that's what they would like to see as a fan. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't I don't know, Albert. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of anxious, like positively anxious when I think about 2023, like, in terms of everything that's coming to the movies, um, and there's so much to come. There it's is so insane. much. Let's actually, it's now insane. that we've entered this, th- this is brilliant, by the way, what you're doing, like, because that's what you should do is, is you, you, I really believe, and I'm so glad you're on the same train with me in the, how interesting it is to cross pollinate, you know, uh, and, and it's, it's never that sense of, um, you know, being so spread across different subject matters that you're only ever a dilettante in all of them. And, and you never really, I love the idea that we're talking about Top Gun in, on, on a Dune podcast. 
first of all, because I know that Villeneuve watched that damn movie and he probably loves the crap out of it. And he's getting all kinds of ornithopter sequence ideas yes. from yes. that hardcore visceral filmed for real kind of thing i mean it's 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 right up his alley joseph kasinski by the way director of tron legacy director of oblivion mm -hmm. the way that token maverick begins how peace like that yes like just and so yeah go ahead <laughs> the, the 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 you know the the cheap trick i'm gonna call it a, a cheap trick yeah starting this movie the same way the first part started like when I was reading reviews from Cannes, uh, the, the film festival, I was like, mm. seriously? Eight minutes standing invasion? You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, right. And we, like, we were in the cinema that was an opening night. We went to IMAX. Cinema was full with people mm. of all age. So it was people like my age, younger and older. So all generations. Um, and like a couple of people started clapping at the end. And I was like, that's the energy right there you know mm -hmm. i totally feel you and you know my friends are laughing because i really dislike tom cruise like both <laughs> as an actor maybe not enjoying his performances um but also well i don't know him as a person but he doesn't strike me like someone i could hang out yeah. with. um but i'm you know happy that i can admit and give him the credit that he did a damn well job in this movie yeah. like technically well perfect and involving hans timmer into the soundtrack was like man no come on you ray can't pointed do this it out ray was we were watching it and she's like albert i'm like what she's like that's highway to the danger zone but it's orchestrated da, 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 mm -hmm. and done in hans zimmer and we fucking we cannot wait to go back so if people were like why are you talking it's like aviation hans zimmer all these like and and grounded performances and the notion of uh, the notion of 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 doing I, I love these films like avatar like like dune like like top gun maverick where there's there's a sense that we're just we're, we're making films here julia like film like mm, proper yeah. like the language They're of film coming you know? back to you know to the real filmmaking you know because yeah. there was a period of time in cinema when we only had superhero movies or mm -hmm. star wars movies like so the the fantasy and uh, science fiction, which I adore. Let, mm -hmm. let me get this right. I love Star Wars. I could have them every year. Of course. Mm -hmm. um, but there was, like, Too we much. also need those adventure movies like Top Gun or mm -hmm. even heist movie like Tenet or mm -hmm. uh, obviously no one here. Mm -hmm. um, but also like those grounded films that are a little bit more possible mm -hmm. than, you know, Marvel or Star Wars, you know? Mm -hmm. So... I read this tweet some, somewhere that the only um, impossible thing in Top Gun Maverick was that all those millennials knew the world to great balls of, of fire. Yeah. That was like, oh yeah, you got this oh, yeah. right. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. When I when I, I had I literally had that moment, but yeah, but but otherwise, and then that's a bit cheeky, I think as well. But <laughs> um, oh man, yeah, it, it's it, I, I, and I'm sorry to bring this up, but but in that in that um on that line of subject matter of uh the weird kind of dissonance of content to medium content to format so the format it's like wandering into a restaurant and you just look around and it's like a pet store it's like what mm -hmm. like i went into a 
a restaurant. I was expecting a restaurant, not like see cats and dogs everywhere. It it feels as jarring to me to wander into a cinema, to sit down in a cinema chair, and then to、mm-hmm. see literally something that isn't a film. Like it's just a product or this thing that is like cookie cutter or or conveyor belt made made very like safe and made to a template. And you know, I guess maybe even focus group design. And I swear, like. I, I hope I I don't create a divide here, but I went to see Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it yet. I was、okay. supposed to, but I I couldn't Listen, make it. I'm it's got it's getting an A minus cinema score, so this might genuinely be a comedy moment for me. You might love it, and I will totally embrace you, and you, we will still、mm-hmm. be friends. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs>、um, okay, cool.、Uh, but but some of the like, and I'll use another just to move away, so that you can have your pure experience with that. But you know,、uh, I guess. To some degree, yeah. Let's just say I'm sorry, but sometimes we 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 rag a lot on Marvel. But I'm I'm looking forward to Mahershala Ali's Blade. That'll be interesting. Oh but, yes. All right, yes. right, exactly. But、uh, there's a reason I point to that template feeling kind of filmmaking, and and it makes me sad because because Top Gun is a sequel. Like it it, I actually said to Ray, it's like this makes me happy, but it also makes me very angry because this demonstrates that. This isn't about,、um, and same with Irvin Kershner. By the by, the way, Top Gun has officially joined that club of incredible sequels that surpass the original,、yes. like The Dark、mm-hmm. Knight, like we've been talking about, like Part Two. I dare say, because it's gonna, you know, Villeneuve says like, now I've explained everything. I'm just gonna have fun, you know. Yes.、Um, it just gives me hope that that it, that basically that it is not about the content. It's about the creators. And if you have that attitude of 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 wanting to do right by the characters and by the story, then、mm. there's no such thing as like the sofa more or the third film kind of curse or whatever. It's 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 all down to the effort of 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 how much the filmmakers really want to do something different and do something quality. Like as I was watching Top Gun, I was like, this is quality. And was it when I watched? You know, Dune. It's like, oh, it's like being bathed. You just、mm-hmm. drench yourself in the quality of the filmmaking. You know, so you relish it instead of this rubber. You know, these things that are on screen that feel like they're made of r- rubber, like cartoon. You know, yeah. Whereas yeah, when yeah. you see an ornithopter, like you know how the ornithopters land, they they kind of like、mm-hmm, settle.、Mm-hmm. This is yeah. Is it is a true relishing of the nuances of the detail? You know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I completely agree with you. Like, if if something is forced and it's like a mass making,、mm. it's it's losing the spirit and the magic that was、mm-hmm. there. Like, and I had no expectations with Top Gun because the first part was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's it just was... another eighties movie that doesn't、yeah. make any sense Ready, to me whatsoever. The, the Valkymer. <laughs> What the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but. You know, seeing him on screen, and you know, after all he's been through, and you know, knowing that he was spelling cancer, and that was、mm. very emotional scene, and、mm. you know, just having him be there for five minutes was amazing. You know,、oh. and I'm I'm really happy that they stayed with this vibe of Ice being kind of support and a wingman for. Uh, Math, you know, I'm I'm really happy that they were texting throughout the film, which is you know such a sign of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instead of calling each other,、though. like obviously they couldn't <laughs> speak, but like it's such a、yeah. like, such a sign of time, like that you don't talk, you text.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm glad that they stayed true to those little things that you mentioned, you know, those tiny little details that make sense,、oh, yeah. and they're、totally. just pure magic. 
Speaking, I mean, okay, and you said 2023, obviously, you know, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, we have to talk oh, about yes. that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Believe me, any subject, that's the whole idea with Topic Podcast Network, any subject, stick the word podcast after it, we have an Instagram, <laughs> and we're, it, it is fair game. But Julia, we've just crossed the hour. How much, how much I, time do we well, have? You? That's, what time? I have plenty of time. It's like, you know. I never want to assume. Because I appreciate you being on the show, but I also care about you as a friend, as a human being. Don't want to take up, just want to be conscious, respectful. Yes, I know. Okay. I know. I don't have any big plans for the next couple of hours. So, okay. awesome. Well, you know what, folks? Um, I think, because I want to just riff some stuff in the after show and then even like off air or whatever. I think that's a pretty nice protein filled episode of the Dune podcast, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. a little tiny sprinkle of cinnamon. I would like yeah, cinnamon, I'd cinnamon <laughs> and then cinema. The cinnamon ah. of cinema. Oh. There you go. That's good. Good one. <laughs> I'll do, I'll, I'll act 2017. Ready? There you go. Oh. <laughs> By the way, Cinnamon Bay. <laughs> cinnamon, thank you. If you, if you actually do that, um, mm-hmm. it falls on your arm. It's just a weird position. It's how is that even a thing? I, I don't know. It's, it's um, funny. Anyway, <laughs> so to everyone tuned in, I hope you enjoyed riding your bikes, mowing your lawns, going to school. Hope Julia, Julia stole the show as she always does. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? Why would you say sorry? <laughs> um, always a pleasure having you on the show. And we're just about to dive into the pro show. So you can say goodbye to everyone now if you want, Julia. Bye. Bye. It was a pleasure as always. I'm always happy and excited to be here. Oh, so. yeah. Make sure that you listen because it's super fun. Indeed, indeed. And it's always, as I mentioned, always a great pleasure. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Just start Julia-ing away. Julia is a verb now. <laughs> Julia-ing away. And I want to hear it. I want to just like start putting some of those thoughts down. Obviously, as much as you can share here on the on the TPN, that's always, I'm very honored to have that. But um, but yeah, so I know we're on the off, <laughs> we're in the, <laughs> the, like the way after show, like not going to be on the thing. But I, almost, I had that impulse again to like tell people, it's like, go. Oh, but I have a request. You can okay. edit whatever you want, but please include what I said about you doing the effort because I want <laughs> everyone to hear it. Like, no, promise me you'll do that because I, okay. I honestly want people to know how much work you're doing and how much work you're putting into this and how insanely talented you are, you know, with this. So, no, oh, yeah. promise me right here, right now that you're going to do it. I will do that, but only if you let me similarly signal boost you right back. And this is right? fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> so this is going to be the show. <laughs> okay, we can just be <laughs> blush, blush buddies. <laughs> I like that. So okay, the blush buddies podcast. Right there, you go. There you go. We're just, just going to compliment just, each other for an hour. <laughs> just, yeah, just buddies making each other blush for an hour. It's like you oh, know you're but doing th- that would be so cool because people would be like, "Yo, Positive. we can be nice to each other," you know, yeah. like. Okay, we just can't. hey, Julia. <laughs> Julia, oh, so you can hear. We just came up with the podcast, Blush Buddies Podcast. Yeah. There we go. Diane, it's um, June twelfth. It's twelve twenty-one p.m. <laughs> we just, just figured it out. <laughs> just figured it out. So that's one one of the shows, and the other one you got. 
all kinds of things ahead. But Julia, it, please take any time we hang out as like this massive, such a clear, like cannot be misinterpreted signal that you're doing amazing. You're just wonderful as you are unto yourself. Seriously, getting away from any blush buddy stuff, getting really real. Seriously, <laughs> living such a worthwhile life, such great energy for yourself, unto yourself with your friends as well. And I'm just here to like signal boost you from across the waves. And it's always so rad speaking with you. So big hugs. Yeah, likewise. Love. Like big, big hugs. I think we should trademark this hug okay. thing. You know? Yes. Because it's it's um it's a signal. It's a okay. like a signature move for us. Like that okay. that signal. We have this, but Hugs. like same goes to you, my friend. I'm pretty sure the Klorowski and the Sawinska people were tight back in the day. Like oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like there there's some going back. Like <laughs> yeah ancestral tribal agreements oh yes yes okay. yes yes <laughs> all right go and have an amazing pranzo what, what's lunch in 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 polish obiad go have some obiad off you go <laughs> <laughs> i I'll will see. you get some sleep my friend i will off i go see you until the next one very soon we'll chat in like a yes. couple days yay okay. bye Albert. bye have a good night bye But I think part of my physiology is protesting that it's like, Albert, you moved so many things and took so many yeah, things to the rest. I got, I got sleep. You got to sleep, man. Okay, yeah, that's right. So today's Polish phrase that we're learning today is I am tired. I must sleep. How do you say I must sleep or I'm tired in Polish? Uh, I'm tired is jestem zmęczony. Jestem Okay. Break it down and jestem. I can do it. Jestem zmęczony. Zmentrone. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Zmentrone. Jestem zmentrone. Polska. <laughs> All right. So that's me, and and then I'll I'll probably we got public holiday tomorrow, so I'm just going to be editing this. Cool. Adding some neat clips with a Z clips. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. much work. I always admire how you do that. Like a lot of oh. these shows, and I keep I try to you know be on time with all. all all of your other shows, but oh. the amount of work that you putting. No, no, no. I'm, I have a list, and I like listen oh, because okay. my relationship Thank with you. podcasts is quite difficult. Like I like them, I like doing them, but not maybe listening to them. Yay. But like I, I find myself more and more diving into. So I have a mm -hmm. list, and I cross check every week, like at least one episode of your other shows as well. And like the amount of work that oh, you put no. into this, the amount of effort. Like, dude, I salute Yo. you every single oh. day. And I'm telling you, and I'm going to turn every episode until we see it, until I see on my subscriber feed um, to the Twin Peaks Cafe podcast or the Julia Sawinska podcast, whatever <laughs> you end up calling it. Um, I just want to like, because I just honestly like you just around the house, because I remember because you would send me these voice messages, you know, Facebook Messenger and and it's like, I would look forward to those. And I'm like, I am such an old man. I prefer typing, but it doesn't <laughs> stop me from like, these are really cool little missives, you know. Uh, missives is a cool word. Missives, missives from, you know, we'll, we'll workshop it. But that, and yeah. also Twin Peaks, you know, Diane, like just. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah. you know. You have an iPhone, Albert. Right? <laughs> it's no, a, no, it's I a, have, uh, it's a Samsung. Samsung? You, you and Ray, you guys, what's wrong with, what's wrong with you? Anyway, no, I'm kidding. Um, Sorry. That's okay. So if you, there's there's a obviously you guys have the voice memo equivalent, and then there's a thing I discovered it on iPhone. You can click, you tick, 
a checkbox and it uncompresses the audio. So you can actually have this thing really? sounding yeah, fairly decent. So just Google that, hey, how to uncompress my audio on the voice memo app on my Samsung. And then oh. just randomly, if you're like drawing or doing some blog stuff, just start, just start Julia-ing away.